the Brian and Jen podcast with the stunning. And just straight up pretty Jennifer Horn. Aw, and then we have... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're more than straight up pretty and stunning. Oh, that's all I'll take. I mean, it's fine. Can can I layer that with you are the conservative crusader? Give me another S word. I'm... Sexy. No, you already said that. I was looking for smart. I said stunning. I know. Oh. And I said downright plain pretty, sexy, stunning, scintillating, seductive. Very nice. And you, my friend. And a stud. Our stud. That's an S word. Pretty handsome. And the lo- and only mildly annoying. The lovable liberal. <laughs> and you are the lovable liberal. Give me another L word. A loser. <laughs> Sorry. I only say that to you. Okay. Because you're the Democrat here, and I'm the Republican. I've got a winner at the head of my party. I have President Donald Trump at the head of my party. Right. I am at the head of the party. I I was in India, 110,000 people. I gave a great speech. I I said to Melania, we have to go see the Taj Mahal. And, of course, in Atlantic City forever, I had the Trump Taj Mahal. (laughs) So I said, Melania, let's go see this. (laughs) <laughs> you know, their Taj Mahal, see what they've done, you know, with, with my concept. So we go and I see the Taj Mahal and I have to say it was, uh, eh. Really? Eh. Not it, as good, huh? Not as great as the Trump Taj Mahal. I feel they left a few of the, the important things out. So then they bring me in India. <laughs> To the I, Namaste I, I, rally. Uh, but I do, Namaste. I I said Namaste Magakag. <laughs> and they brought me to a cricket stadium and I've never been to a cricket stadium and I walked in and I and I said there's gonna be a hundred and ten thousand like crickets, they house them in there and I, I was listening, I said, Melania, do you hear that? And she oh, said it's like to a me, Biden rally. <laughs> and Melania said, No, it's not a cricket, so that I say the seat. <laughs> It's not the cricket on the lava, darling. It's the sport, the cricket. Uh, we did not play much cricket in Queens, New York. No, I can we tell did you not. That, so we did not. But, but just to my point here. Okay, yeah. so just to finish up here. So I've got a winner oh. who's the president who went to India. Winner. Who went to the cricket stadium. Namaste, Trump. And then you, my friend, the reason what? I had to call you a lovable lo- a liberal loser. I'm a liberal. Is because a classic the liberal. head of your party right now, my friend, oh. <laughs> is Bernie Sanders who romanticizes Fidel Castro and honeymoons in Russia. I'm going to be Congratulations. Up. Don't congratulate me yet. This is a long process. We have the (laughs) South Carolina primary. Joe Biden has to win that to keep his campaign alive. I saw him on the news, though, last night, and they said, you know, said, Flashed up, I immediately, you know, you jump on the remote to turn up the volume. Oh, as you would when Joe Biden's on television. Well, I, said, I actually rushed for my remote to turn it down. Because it, I was so excited, Jen, because you know here on the Brian and Jen podcast, it's do or die for Joe Biden in South Carolina. He, he has to win South Carolina. So I immediately turned up the volume because I said, I got to hear his strategy because he's got to be ready to go to win this primary. We can reestablish our place in the world. We can reestablish our place for country. <laughs> Okay, where's Mike Bloomberg? Is what I was thinking. Oh, no. uh, okay, Mike Bloomberg's got big problems, but you know what the thing with Biden is? I don't know if you saw this clip, but it Mm-mm. started making the rounds this week. Tell me, tell me. He was out in South Carolina, and he was talking uh, about his leg hair. It, t- no, that's a fan favorite. That was a good one. Corn pop, and talking about how he used to like beat up people at the pool. Yeah, yeah that was man. a good one. I tried to drown corn pop. Right. That was the, that was a classic. That's on the best hits, uh, greatest hits album of Joe Biden. But this one will make it to. This will be cut number seven on the greatest hits. Okay. This was Joe Biden, who was 
out there and he was talking about people giving him a chance. He was standing in front of a new crowd of people. He said, I'd like you to at least consider my campaign. My name is Joseph R. Biden and I am a candidate for the United States Senate. Uh, Problem with that is that this is no longer the 80s, Joe. You are actually a candidate God help us all for president. God help us all. I mean, you know, he was vice president for eight years, certainly has the resume to be president of the United States. But apparently we can reestablish our place in the world. We can reestablish our place for someone. Yeah. okay, Joe. Someone got to him and said, Mr. Vice President, you have to go out and do what in politics, a reintroduction. Right. Say, I'm Joe Biden and I'm a candidate for president. And he couldn't even get that. No. See, I actually give. Okay, so everybody makes fun of Joe Biden. for not knowing what city he's in. And yes, that's bad. You should know what city. But you know what? These candidates are out there campaigning and they wake up in a city every day. And I've I've traveled a lot. And when I wake up, you go, gosh, where am I? We've all had that moment. I give you an example. Uh, and uh, most folks may know about this or your you kids know the office you're running for. How about Britney Spears would would do concerts all over the world. Right. And she would often be. Oops, she did it again. She'd be in Copenhagen and she'd say, hello, so- Slovakia. Sicily. Yeah. Yeah. There were some other things going on with Britney, though. As a Britney fan, and that's I can fair. tell you and that's there fair. were other things going on with Britney. I should tell you, Brian and Jen podcast, uh, we do our radio show every morning. Uh, we are the morning answer in Southern California. Here in Southern California, You've been here your whole life. I've been here about 25 years. Mm-hmm. Back in 1996 when a good Republican – a man I have great admiration for, and I do mean that. Uh, Bob Dole. Bob Dole. You, you know it. I know it. American people know it. Bob Dole was – First guy I ever voted for for president, by the way. Wow. Didn't vote for him myself, but went for you know who. Yeah, I and, know who, and that's your favorite guy of all time. That's my favorite. Well, one day we'll do a whole – Carter and Clinton are like oh, it's a photo. <laughs> It's a photo finish. I got it. Women's heaven is Carter and Clinton. Oh, can you imagine? So anyway, no. anyway, Bob Dole was on stage in San Diego, and it made. A, and I was on the radio there at the time. And Bob Dole, you talk about uh, Joe Biden forgetting, and I appreciate your honesty there, cutting him some slack. These people do President Trump. He's you know just getting back from India. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Bob Dole, there was a great clip, but he's so funny, Senator Dole, a funny guy. He's on stage in San Diego, and he takes the mic and he says, uh, "Yeah, it's a." Pleasure to be back here in San Francisco. <laughs> and then there's quiet, and you hear some a guy from the staff go, San, San Diego. And, he, and Bob Dole goes, ah, San Diego, whatever. <laughs> See? And that I love. And here's the problem. Looking at these candidates, because look, admittedly, I say it all the time. I'm voting for Trump, and I'm going to happily vote for Trump, and I'm going to be excited about doing that. Right. But when I look at these Democrats who are running for office, somebody has gotten in the ear of Joe Biden and told him not to apologize ever for anything, which is sometimes not a bad thing. You see President Trump <laughs> do that a lot. President Trump doubles down a lot. Well, no, no. What you see is the president the – president, Never apologizes. But it kind of works for him. When Joe oh, Biden. But Joe goes, Biden should apologize. No, 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 but when Joe Biden. I'm not talking about like a real, oh, sit down and like apologize to me, Joe. But when he's out there on the campaign trail and the crowd is silent when he says he's a candidate for U.S. Senate, if I were advising him, I'd say have a little fun with it. There I go again. He could have like recycled a line from Jennifer, Reagan or something, like, you know, I, except made it I instead of you and had fun with the crowd instead of just. Going forward, because then it makes it seem like he doesn't know what's happening. Well, see, Jennifer, the, what, what your your prescription for the obvious problem that we all see watching Joe Biden is that he would just have the recall, the showmanship, the ability. That to, he would just have fun with it. 
but that he would be able to do it. It's not something you teach people to do. You don't teach people to ad lib. You can't go find a stand up comic and say, okay, you're heckled, and you read the first four chapters and you'll know what to say in response. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Joe Biden is. He used to be anyway. He used to be likable. Well, by the way, and he, he used to be charming. He's still likable. Now he's not. He is still both of those things. But I he's. No, I don't see it as much. So I guess the problem because you're wrapped up in Trump and the Ukraine and everything. No, and that's it's that I think he. Th- you know, here's the problem. People try to prescribe them. They try to like fit a prescription. Basically, someone tells them a consultant gets in their ear, says you have to be X, Y, and Z, and then they lose themselves and they don't have fun with. It. The reason I like Trump is that he's always himself. And the reason that uh, I won't vote for him in the primary is not my choice for the candidate for presidency on the Democratic side. I am a Democrat. I'm your lovable liberal, Brian. Jan is your conservative crusader. That is one thing Bernie Sanders does not have to worry about. He is always himself. He is always himself. And that's also the frightening problem. Okay, all right, is, that, is that now that he's the front runner, he's just letting it all hang out. Well, I decided that I had Nevada 46%. And I have New Hampshire. And before that, I love ethanol in Iowa. <laughs> so I'm getting loose. I'm telling people everything I want to, whatever I want to say. And I hope we're listening. Listen to what he says. Bernie Sanders, he praises one individual and then one nation. Listen closely. This is from uh, CNN, the former home of Larry King. I'd love to see the interview between Larry King and Bernie Sanders. Oh, my God. Uh, that would Ber- be a lot. Uh, Bernie, you're, um, uh, you're not a young man. I'm, I'm not a young man either. I'm 78! <laughs> When Fidel Castro first came to power, which was when? 59? Does that sound right? 59, 60. Okay. You know what he did? He initiated a major literacy program. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of folks in Cuba at that point who were literate. And he formed the Literacy Brigade. You may re- read that. He went out and they helped people learn to read and write. You know what? I think te- teaching people to read and write is a good thing. I have been extremely consistent and critical of all authoritarian regimes all over the world, including Cuba, including Nicaragua, including Saudi Arabia, including China, including Russia. Here it comes. I happen to believe in democracy, not authoritarianism. Here it comes. But, you know, you can't say China is another example. All right. China is an authoritarian. China is an example. Becoming more and more authoritarian. Right. But can anyone deny? I mean, the facts are clear that they have taken more people out of extreme poverty than any country in history. Do I get criticized because I say that? That's the truth. I do feel the burn. Oh. If you want to criticize me, uh, they have taken people from poverty and moved them over, and it's very good. They have taken people, f- the, the have-nots, and made them the have from column A to column B. Oh, my God. We Bernie, are, that's Look, it. I'm very confident Trump can win and beat Bernie Sanders. I'm oh. very confident. Yeah. But here's the problem. Mm. We're one bad day away from President that. Well, by the way, you have that's frightening. This is what I think is very intriguing about the Brian and Jen podcast. You're a conservative. I'm a liberal person. I feel exactly with the sense of urgency and the caution that you just described a potential Bernie Sanders presidency. You must understand so many people in the country feel that way about Donald Trump being president. I don't believe that Trump is fundamentally changing who we are as Americans. I think Bernie Sanders wants to change fundamentally who we are as a nation. And that scares the bejesus out of me. And that's why the stories are everywhere that Democrats are internally kind of wringing their hands because they go, wait a second. We don't want this to be the face of our party. We don't want to have to explain this. Okay. uh, Pete Buttigieg, the former mayor of 
South Bend, Indiana, who is really it, when when the books are written, regardless what happens in November 2020 about this election, uh, there, there'll be a few chapters on Pete Buttigieg from virtual obscurity uh, to polling very well. Third place, really take uh, or fourth, but really up there doing well. He's very well spoken and he hides his liberalism. See, that's what makes him uh, no. effective is because <laughs> people think he's a moderate and he is absolutely not. But that's how he shows. I love how you say he hides it. Maybe he's just him. Maybe uh, that's it. I, I think, think by the way, if you really being, an, op- being, him, a, being an openly gay man married to another man, I think he has no problem just being him. That's not, that doesn't make you liberal, though. That's no, not, but it makes his, you. His well, lifestyle hold, 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 choices no, 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 are, I'm not, are really I'm not, kind of irrelevant. No, that's not what I'm talking about. You say he's hiding, though, the true him. I think the evidence is clear. He embraces the true no, him. No, but the point is, just like Obama, he's able to deliver a lot of uh, narrative to people, and they consume and go, wow, that sounds good. He's very well-spoken. And he hides the really progressive stuff, and people are all of a sudden then shocked when they get a truly progressive person when they thought a moderate stood before them. So you heard Bernie Sanders, the front-runner, saying Fidel Castro wanted people to read. And that's good. Pete Buttigieg. So this is part of what I'm getting at when I say that in our one shot to defeat Donald Trump, we should think carefully about the consequences of nominating Senator Sanders. I don't want, as a Democrat, I don't want to be explaining why our nominee is encouraging people to look on the bright side of the Castro regime when we're going into the election of our lives. We need to stand unequivocally against dictatorships everywhere in the world. Well, Mayor Pete asks a fair question. Why is he saying that? Well, listen to the song recorded by Bernie Sanders went all the way to number one in 1964. This land. Hugh Bernie. When the sun comes shining, then I was strolling. Oh no. The wheat fields waving, the dust clouds rolling. I can't vote for Bernie. A voice was chanting. I can't vote for Bernie. As the fog was lifting. I cannot vote for Bernie. This man was made the UN. Alright, I'll vote for Bernie. Oh no. The slumbers I love the slumber. From the islands to the Cayman Islands. Cayman Islands? To Disneyland and the Heim. All right, Bernie. <laughs> What's really disturbing is hearing Ooh. Mayor Pete actually go after Bernie Sanders when his father... Oh, here we go. What? Ted Cruz's father was present at the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Yes, Donald Trump, he said so. Joe Buttigieg. Joe Buttigieg. Joe Buttigieg. What? It's true. Joe Buttigieg but was it's, a Marxist professor. But it's funny when you hear, like, Pete Buttigieg. Did you hear I Joe? know. Joe Buttigieg. <laughs> It's the same thing. Right. What Did a lot of his academic work on the Communist Manifesto. He's a big fan. Okay. He did a lot of work on the Italian Communist Party. I All mean, right. come on. So so my parents voted for Ronald Reagan. Oh, it's not about uh, your parents voting for No, but what I'm somebody. saying to you is to what extent – I mean, this is a stretch. I mean, you got a guy running for president who's clearly his own man and uh, – But his father's a Marxist. So, and he's the one that's going out saying, Bernie, well, I mean, give me a break. He's, he's an adult. No, they have no credibility. They just don't. Wait a minute. People lose their credibility because of the beliefs of their parents? Mm, I think that unless they that come out what... and say, hey, you know what? This was what my dad said. This is not what I well, said. Well, he just said that he's afraid of uh, Do we think so? Yeah, I think I heard that. Right. 
I think I heard I that. I know that I heard that, but all right. All right. Can't leave the Brian and Jen podcast uh, looking ahead to the South Carolina primary and then super duper Tuesday. Get ready for it. It hurts when I do that. Uh, this is uh, Lamel McMorris, uh, campaign spokesman. Oh, sure, Lamel. <laughs> That's uh, Lamel Buttigieg. No, actually, a spokesperson for the uh, for the Buttigieg right. campaign because uh-huh. Joe was unavailable because he is. Well, he's writing the Communist Manifesto. He's, uh, well, he's again, reading it at two. least. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's the uh, here's the deal from Lamel. Look. A revolution is not going to do it, and extreme proposals and policies are not going to do it. We need a candidate that is unifying, that is going to bring Americans, especially all Americans, not just uh, in the Democratic Party, but all Americans together. And frankly, Amen, we need a real Democrat to be the Democratic nominee. And that's why I believe a Sanders candidacy won't work. Okay, final words on the Brian and Jen podcast. Former Vice President Joe Biden. We can reestablish our place in the world. We can reestablish our place for... Bernie Sanders, you got the megaphone? Testing, testing. One, two, three. Can you all hear me? All right, Bernie. If there is a candidate who loves Mr. Putin, who sees him as his best friend, that is the president of the United States. Not me. Whoa. Okay. Whoa, that really stings. <laughs> Mr. President, is that true? Correct. Oh, wow. The president, I say. I don't think so. I you mean, that's a deep fake. A deep fake? Yes. Okay. You know what the deep fakes are? When yes, you are. It's a sports reference, right? No. Oh, darn it. A deep fake is a video that looks real. It looks like President Trump saying something crazy in front of a crowd or Brian Whitman saying something crazy, but you actually didn't do it. That's a deep fake. My mom used to wear Gucci handbags as she'd buy in New York. That's not a deep fake. It was fake, she said. She said this. That's fake. She said, honey, this is a deep fake. A deep fake is particularly now a video that uses technology to make it look like you were somewhere or said something and that you didn't say or do. No deep faking. No fake news on this podcast. We do thank you for joining us. No fake handbags. No fake handbags either. My mother, when she. Your man purse is a real to me, so it that's is. exciting. 300 smackaroos. Oh, boy. And uh, I was ho- hoping for Andrew Yang to win because he'd give me a thousand a month. I could buy three of those bags a month. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brianna, and she's Jennifer. <laughs> Have you ever heard a podcast where the man and woman oh. are hosting and they could talk about their purses? That's right. Very strange. Together, which is great. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, you thank you. We thank you. I thank you. And thank you, Joe Buttigieg, for listening. Thank you, Joe Buttigieg. Now get your nose out of that communist manifesto and turn off the podcast. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Download, subscribe. Can I say this? Write a nice review. Please. If you don't like the podcast, go do your laundry or something. Yeah, don't write a Write review. a nice review. And Spotify, download, and of course, right there at SebGorka.com. He is our number one guy, and uh, uh, Seb is he's just a big fan. Well, he's our podfather. Oh, he li- how'd we do today, Seb? You nailed Oh, thank you. Isn't that sweet? He loves us. All right. And we love you. And thank you for joining us, Brian and Jen, on the Brian and Jen podcast.